Here we are once again, uh, Sean and Elliot read the Bible, the official podcast of the Holy Bible, if it's your first time listening. We're brought to you by the good people at Bible Corp. They're great eggs. Wonderful eggs. Love, I love Bible Corp. And the, the, the FBI need to stop looking into them. Leave them be. There's murderers for you to catch, FBI. Exactly. Everything they're doing is in the name of, of, of good. Of good. Of good. Yeah. With a capital G. Yeah. Um, I'm Sean McLaughlin. I'm still here. Elliot's there. I am. Uh, over here. Thank over, you. Over, over here. Thank you for uh, listening. We have so much to talk about this time. A lot. You just had a shower in my flat. We're going to talk about that soon. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> How are you, Sean? I'm good, thank you. Yeah? I'm have good. Have you had a shower today? I actually haven't, no. Okay, well, w- welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, Book of Job. This is the Book of Job episode. Yeah. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a, th- a thrill a minute, I'd say. Yeah, and there are loads of things to discuss. I'd say it's one thrill per minute. So if you have a thrill, you can just skip a minute and then you'll have another one. Yeah, if you can't handle it, yeah. But no, I've, or if that's the only... You're only here for the thrills. Basically, have a thrill. Oh! And then you go, okay, and then put you skip it, a minute and then there'll be another one. Okay. Because there's a lot of padding in between the thrills. <laughs> a lot of humming. Yeah. It's a lot. It's one of those phrases, isn't it? It's a thrill a minute. It's one of those phrases that actually doesn't really. It's not enough. Doesn't hold up for scrutiny. Some people go, "It's a laugh a minute." Oh, that's bad. I, what I think I want is a thrill, one thrill, continuously for around an hour and ten minutes. On this podcast, or just in life? Just in life in general. What was the last experience that gave you that? I can't really say. Is it too blue? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever felt thrilled. <laughs> Fucking hell, am I? I mean, we've got a dark enough book that we're going into today. Can you not keep it light? Yeah, I guess so. Right. Um, I've got some stories to tell. Yeah, we've got shared stories this week. We have? Yeah. Where should we begin? Well, I'd like to be taken through a minute by minute of the story of us together. What do you mean? Well, because I wake up with a, like a, a bruised bottom <laughs> and I'm very confused. And I think I want you to tell me what happened. Elliot came to see me perform at the Soho Theatre. And then I woke up with a bruised bottom. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. Uh, yeah, I saw you at the Soho Theatre <laughs> kicking off your tour, and it was absolutely brilliant. It was a good one. It's so good, yeah. Good couple of shows, that. Hail Mary. There was a priest in the audience. There was. Or it, it was at least a man who fashioned a dog collar. Maybe, yeah. Might but- have been my... um. Might have been a hardcore fan of mine. He what? Did he speak to you? He's a bit of a hunky vicar. Did he speak to you afterwards? He wasn't a vicar. Was he not a vicar? Well, I imagine he was a priest. It was, it was a that... full Catholic priest garb. Like, it was all black. There was no... I think vicars, sometimes they wear, like... Like, I think C of E, they sometimes can be, like, grey or purple. It seemed odd he was... Because he was in the bar afterwards. Yeah, yeah, he was just chilling out. He was like a normal human. Yeah, I mean, what do you think... What do you think he would be doing? Well, I think it's odd he went to... A Soho comedy show and then stuck around in the bar afterwards. Why? He's allowed a social life, isn't he? I don't I don't think they do that, do they? Of course. Do they? They drink, they I, have friends, they I, have tipple. I've always wanted to speak to a young vicar. We were talking about, I said, um, when we did Heal Your Wounds, yeah. in the original concept, it was meant to be talk to comedians and then talk to people about their jobs, like yeah. interesting jobs. And I was really trying to get a young vicar on board because I thought yeah. it would be dead interesting to talk to them. 
I yeah, there are a lot, uh, there are a lot I of just, young. I, they did not respond to my emails, <laughs> but, of course. Yeah, uh, but like I think it's very interesting nowadays that people become vicars. It, he wasn't a vicar. Yeah, vicar. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, Anyway, that was fun. And then what happened is we had some drinks, didn't we? We did, yeah. It was very nice. I filled out some pretty important paperwork in the bar that may affect my life moving forward. Yes, we are now married, according to Soho Theatre Law. So you did talk to that vicar (laughs) when he married us. I said, stand behind us and just whisper (laughs) some stuff. And I'll be like, yeah, I do, yeah. (laughs) I want half of the flat. You take it, it's yours. <laughs> um, please take it. Sure. So, we had some pints. Yes. We had fun. We had a lot of fun. You met some of my university friends. Yes. I wasn't comfortable with that, to be honest. Oh, I know. But that's the problem. Whenever, whenever, you're, whenever people come alone to stuff, mm-hmm. it's not just you, it's everyone, and I'm the same with something, I always have to go, well, they're going to meet my other friends now. So. Oh, really? Yep, here it is. What, are you ashamed of your other friends? I'm not ashamed of... My other friends. Are you of me? The key thing is, is that you met. But, uh, you got on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got on like a cock on fire. Yeah, very well. Then me and you went to what could only be described as... A hard rock cafe. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rock bar. Yeah. In the heart of London's glistening West End. Yeah, we were told to go there, though. That wasn't really our choice. And then we just went. Well, we would sort of asked other people what they were going to do. Alfie Brown was there, and he would, Alfie Brown had been at the show. And yeah, I was like, he was like, I'm going to this place. He goes, oh, why don't we go to the crowbar? I was like, cool, we'll go there. We'll see you there. And then by the time we got there, he texted away, no, nah, I'm not coming. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> okay, well, we're here. Well, we're here now. Uh, we sat there. There were too many people in. The music was shit. Absolutely terrible. They just kept playing the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's so lame. It's pathetic. <laughs> it's hard rock. No, It's I'm like not... if you opened a rock bar. That's what it felt like. I'm going to open a rock bar. And we're going to play the Proud Family theme tune over and over again, just on repeat. Yeah, and it was the, the stairs were very slippy. Well, that's how and you... I woke up with a bruised bum. Well, no, that's how you... And no one knows what happened. That's how your bum bruised. I went to the toilet before you, and then as I left, you were coming down the stairs to go in. <laughs> bum <And> first. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, Elliot was presenting. I, I did, I think, what I always do when I fall over, which I think is very human reaction. Which is that if I ever slip or trip publicly, I get very defensive and angry. So I, f- I slipped and went down three or four stairs just solidly on my bum. Yeah, it was Which was painful f- enough. But then I stood up and the guy behind me went, careful, mate. And I went, it's too late for that. And then I like, just stormed into the toilet and like closed the cubicle door. And I was really, because you just get embarrassed and ashamed, don't you? And your yeah, first yeah, reaction yeah. is to just be like, oh, shut up, you're stupid. Because I had like a wet hurt b- bottom. Yeah. And I, I, did, I did say to that man, like, shut up. <laughs> I do think that's not what you should have said. I think he was just trying to be polite or break any tension. And he went, shut up. <laughs> I, did, I was saying it's too late for that. Uh, yeah. and then, I just felt very embarrassed. I don't know why everyone he said Everyone would, anything. though. Everyone does. No, everyone does. And that's why I think, I think he should have just gone, well, I would usually just go, are you okay? But actually, I'd only do that out of obligation and, and, and awkwardness. Actually... What people should do is just not say anything. Ignore it altogether. Because they know that the other person is embarrassed. They know the other person has just made an ass of themselves. But it could be anyone. Anyone could make that mistake. That's what you do with the babies, isn't it? And toddlers. Like, when they fall over, they cry. Yeah. But it's not through pain. It's through shock or whatever. And you're meant to not pay attention to it because then it's saying, like, oh, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And you should do that with adults as well. Is that really why babies cry? Yeah. Because they're shocked? Yeah. 
they fall and then they look around and then they start crying. I remember watching um, the end of the Sixth Sense once with a toddler and they started crying. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh God, they're shocked. Yeah. They did not see that Just twist so coming. Shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it should be pointed out, I didn't cry. I was a very big boy about it. You didn't cry, but you've been moaning to me for about 45 minutes prior about how you were desperate to go for a poo. And then you <laughs> went into the toilet, you came out, you sat down and went, you're done. You went, I couldn't poo in there. You can't poo in those toilets. Why couldn't you poo? I'm not pooing in a hard rock cafe. Right? <laughs> not they a they hard have, rock cafe. They didn't have toilet seats. It was one of those weird metal, like not heavy metal, it was like metal <laughs> toilet. That was just plain toilet. It was a that, heavy, it was a heavy like, metal why toilet. Have a, why have a cubicle with a toilet in it if you can only wee in that toilet? A you cubicle could have is in for there. pooing. But you could have pooed in there. No, I couldn't, mate. Why not? Is this why? So now you admit, because on the night you didn't admit this, on the night you said your your butt was so bruised that the poop's gone back up. And I did <laughs> think that didn't sound true. I remember at the time going, that's an odd one, and I'm not going to pursue this. <laughs> yeah, I kept... I'm not pursuing I kept for some reason putting my finger in my ear, being like, I have to keep it bit, keep it in, <laughs> keep it up there. Uh, no, it's it's it was it was just... I it was that. too gross to poo in there. I didn't want to... I didn't want to... <laughs> I didn't want to give you a tongue lashing about how you, you think you're too good for that toilet. I'm sorry for being human, okay? I fall down the stairs and I get ashamed about it. I go to a dirty toilet and I don't think I should put my bum on it. I'm so sorry. So when did you I'm poo human. then? human. I thought... I'm weak. When did you poo? When I got home. That was ages. Yeah, I know. It must have been horrible for you. It was a nice after. We stopped after. and bought food. So yeah. The whole time we were eating food, you were still needing the like, toilet. to the pile. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We bought. Um, we went to what we thought was a kebab shop, and what they I mean, they just kebabs. kept producing food. Yeah, but they had no cooking from? implements. <laughs> no, it's like an empty room, and then they just had chips. I was, I'll eat them then. I wonder because there was a kebab shop next to it. I wonder if they order from there, add ten p to the price, and yeah. it's just this insane. Well, our kebab scheme. shop had a man trying to get people in, and the other one had a queue coming out the door. So I think we maybe made the wrong choice. <laughs> we were walking down the street, and a man literally just came out of the shop. And went, you want a kebab? Like, and yes. we both went, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, fun, though. I had a fun night. Very nice. We don't often do that. No. But it was absolutely lovely. I think we do it as often as we need to. Okay. Uh, and then I got home and uh, pooed everywhere, and it was nice. But uh, but now I haven't got a bathroom, which is why I had to shower at your place today. Elliot's just had a shower at my house, my flat. It's a rough shower, that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Did I, you get to grips with it early on? Well, that's the thing, is I hate... I hate learning the rules of other people's showers because I find it very stressful. Because no two showers are the same, are they? Uh, yes. No, because it's like you have to... <laughs> yes, they you... literally m- make them in factories. <laughs> no, but you, they don't. They don't. They do. Because you go to someone's house and they go like, oh, you have to do this 45 degrees and then this, wait, this. And no then... two showers are the same. No. You want to stand by that comment. I've never been in any shower that's the same as another shower. <laughs> okay. Ever. Well, our one Ever. Is, our one is particularly old and shit. And the, and the and like the boilers crap. I mean, it's all crap. It was fine. It did. It was. I think it was very pleasant. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Just I had a lot of fun. Twenty in quid. There. A lot of fun. Twenty quid. Hmm? Sure. What else been happening, El? Not a lot in my life. How about you? You got stuff going on. You're moving. Yep. This yeah. is the last episode we will record in Tooting Beck. Oh. How does that make you feel? Very sad. We've done all of our podcasting in Tooting Beck, except for some of it. <laughs> except for three episodes at your place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listeners, if, you, if you've listened in, you go, hey, I want to check what's going on in Tooting. This is, the la- this is your not last a, chance. Not us anymore. Because soon we're going to be recording in Ballum slash Streatham. We're kind of right on the border. Okay. But yeah. So if you want to find us, look through the windows and see who's podcasting. A lot of comedians live around there, so there's a high chance 
you'll land at the right window. <laughs> Very, I would say 50-50 chance yep. that you'll knock on the door and you'll interrupt a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's probably about right. What's that thing? If, if I wanted to go viral right now, I would tweet, in London, you're never more than six feet away from a podcast. Fuck that. If I tweeted that, yeah. it would get so many retweets from saddos. I hate that. I hate it too. You know what I realise I hate about the anti-podcast movement? Is it that it's totally attacking people like us who have podcasts? Well, it's the point is, podcasts aren't a genre, it's a medium. Mm. So that's like, that, is, that is the equivalent of saying, all television is terrible. Yeah. All stand-up is shit. All mm. music is bad. So it's not... These are all things that you've said to me before, Elliot. <laughs> all music is bad. It's not... It doesn't make any sense to say podcasts are terrible. Podcasts are bad. No. Because they're, they're not a, a collective thing. I also... I just... I find it fascinating how people think it's... Oh, so you want to have podcasts? It's because people live on Twitter. Yeah. And they follow loads of comedians. Yeah. And comedians make podcasts. And so they go, well, everyone's got a podcast. Well, no, they don't. My dad doesn't have a podcast. You don't have a podcast. No. No, I mean, that's the royal you. You, you specifically have five podcasts. <laughs> I have three. <laughs> um, um, so let me just tell one more story sure. and then we'll crack on. I think, this, I think we're having a lovely chat. Can I just are, say that? We are. It's not funny. Okay. But it is lovely. It is. And uh, it is probably the main problem people have with podcasts, which is just friends having a chat. But well, the people listening to us are very lonely. Yeah. Like, they really need this a lot. If they've gone th- through all the podcasts on the internet and they've still not been satisfied by them to the extent that they're listening to this, mm. oh boy. Darkness in you, mate. A lot of darkness. Woo! Almost as much dark- darkness as a job. What's the last bit of the conversation you wanted to have? I uh, helped a young man, actually. Oh, is, it I, um, is it me? No. Okay. I helped a young man. He, I was getting on a, I was on a train mm-hmm. in Kings Lynn, mm-hmm. going back to London, and he got on and he said, "Excuse me, mate, can I use your phone?" I said, "What?" He goes, "Please, I've just been beaten up by my girlfriend and his family and her family, sorry." Jesus. And I and I was eating a full curry on the train. This is what you need to know. Okay, well, <laughs> which I'd never done before. Almost, and almost had respect for you. I and then remember was... thinking as I got it, I remember thinking, "I've been doing stand-up comedy for this long, and I've never thought of getting a curry for the train back." You don't eat smelly food on a train. Well, that's the thing. I thought. Kingsland back to London, 11.05pm on a Saturday. Who's me on there? Turns out... This guy who needs Misspent help. youth. Yeah, all right. I offered him part of the curry. He said no. He... No, no I want my... I want a phone, I just said. Uh, you know, he wasn't living at home. He, what age do you think? He was 19. Okay. He was 19. And we spoke a lot and we spoke the whole two, two hours back and then we took the tube together for a bit because he doesn't live that far from me. And I offered him money and I offered him stuff. Like, hey, do you want some help? Do you want some stuff like that? He'd been beaten up. He, he was able to get home, thank God. And, you know, there's some vulnerable people in this society. And I was really glad that I was able to help him out. And he said he'd asked a lot of people for help and they hadn't given it to him. because. And he said it was a race thing. And I don't doubt that. I'm sure it isn't. And that's not to say that I'm so great. I could see in his eyes he had problems. But I need to also make it very clear that the whole time I was doing it, I was thinking... Oh my god, I'm your coach Carter. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> oh my god. I was thinking to him, I'm I'm the one who's gonna get you out of the streets. Oh wow. I'm the one who's going Did you give him like a motivational speech or anything? Or yeah, just... yeah. 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 Totally unprompted. I I I I laid it on thick, the life lessons. Made a lot of claims like, hey, you've got to improve your school results or you're off the team. He said, well, I don't go to school and I don't play for a team, and I said, You heard me, Squirt. 
Nice, a lot of stuff nice, like that. Nice, Frankly, nice. I think I misread it. I misread the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, he mugged me. He beat me up. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm fucked. Okay. Did you promote the podcast to him as well, though? Because I keep trying to get on you for that. So for what promote the podcast? I'm just saying, if you're to talking to someone, I help. For, you're talking to someone for two hours, it's gotta come up, right? I think a person <laughs> who who is de- desperate that needs help, the last thing that they would want to hear is, "Yeah, I'd love to help you. I actually host a podcast about the Bible." I think a person who suffered and is in a need and is possibly questioning why life is so unfair should definitely listen to this episode. Oh, God. You do this a lot. You always try, you try and be really mysterious with your foreboding of what the story's about and you never succeed. Why? Do, do, you, think I'd, do you think I'd do it too early? So you I, can see it coming. I just think it doesn't matter. Because I've got a joke in this one that I'm like, I'm, I have to start this early. Wait, you've got a joke in this one? Yeah. A prepared joke? Yeah. You're going to love it. Am I? Yeah. It's a runner. It's a rudder? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, should we get uh, to it then? But yeah, but genuinely, uh, can, you know, good on you for being an actual, you know, good person. A lot of people don't... Well, I just want to say, if people come to you and they want help, you just fucking help them, listeners. Yeah. There's too many pricks out there. And, do- I don't say, and I don't say this like I'm some, some great guy. Mm. I mean, I... I am. But the point is, if you want a bruise bottom and you have a, want to have a fun time, go and see Sean. <laughs> go and see Sean doing Hail Mary, his tour show. My tour, yeah. yes. Um, get a get a bruised butt and a and a worn out funny bone. Oh, yeah. I'm in Glasgow soon. Mm-hmm. So if you live in Scotland, go there. I'm not doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You're not. No. So this is this is your chance, Scotland. This is your only fucking chance. And I'm not going as a customer this year. Why not? So I've just been for like 12 years. I want to have a, I want an actual holiday. You've been for 12 years? <laughs> yeah. Really? I, I want to go on a holiday where I sit down and read. Oh, I don't want to like be stressed out by comedy. Yes, that makes sense. But yeah, Glasgow though. 15th, 16th? Yes. Or is it 14th, 15th? It's 15th, 16th of March. Yes! Friday and Saturday night at the Hug and Pint, mm-hmm. uh, which are two things that I hope to get a lot of in Glasgow. <laughs> yes. That's good podcasting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you after that? Here's a test for you. Where are you after that? Uh, Manchester, the patron. Yes. On the 28th of March. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Leicester. Yep. The Cookie on the 4th of April. Mm-hmm. 5th of April, the Deco Theatre in Northampton. That's correct. This Sixth is good memory, isn't 6th it? 6th of April, yeah. Liverpool Hot Water Comedy Club. Correct. 7th of April, Bristol mm-hmm. Wardrobe. Uh, tobacco. Tobacco Factory, Factory Theatres. And then more. Yes. And again, Exeter on the 16th is the, <laughs> is the poor one, it's, right? People are, tickets, oh, are, t- tickets have started to sell well for most of them. So this is all very good stuff. Good stuff. Brilliant. I might be getting t-shirts printed. Can I have one? Yeah. For free? Okay. Mm. I'll give you a mate's rate discount. Okay, well, I paid full price. For 49 euro. Show, so. You paid full... Did you pay full price? <laughs> oh, did you pay full price? <laughs> I'm sorry, Ellie. Did you pay full price? Yeah, and I wanted to. I elected to. Yeah, well, it's not... It wasn't you elected to. I did. I, I couldn't get you any comps. Let's just start the show. The Book of Job. Yeah. <laughs> the Sorry, I'm getting too excited because I enjoyed it too much. The Book of Job is so fucking good. It's 
brilliant. It's maybe it's definitely one of my favourites, even though there's little to no story whatsoever. I think this is peak Bible. I think it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. Yep. It's philosophical. It's a character piece. It's a character piece. It's about the flea bag of the Bible. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'd call it that. Okay. What makes you say that? Uh, Fleabag just came out, so if anyone Googles Fleabag, maybe they'll find this. Oh, good, good. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag Fleabag. Yeah, it's the Fleabag of the Bible. Yeah. It's the... What else do people like? What's the current big thing? Cheerios. It's the Cheerios of the Bible. <laughs> hey, there we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the gr- green book of the Bible. Correct. This is the only green book I care about. Yeah. Alan Partridge. Spend your green on this book. Yes. Absolutely. Ah, great. There we are. Um, now cool. we'll come up in some algorithms somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The You're... Earth is Flat. Fire Festival. Great. We should maybe predict celebrity, because this is coming out at the end of this week. Oh, so celebrity deaths. Like, predict celebrity deaths. Oh, um, crap. Who's on the way out? Um, Prince Philip? You know what we can do? Who would have thought that arrow would have got you right in the ball? <laughs> you know what we can do? If you can just say, rest in peace. And leave a blank. And then when I'm editing it, I'll like just say that whoever died. Okay, okay. What can we say? Rest in peace. Michael Geelan. Yeah? Yeah, the impression they left is amazing. It's... it's. Oh, mate, actually, we can't even say that, though, because what if it's someone bad who died? Maybe we should leave a blank after that. Okay. Okay, okay, so I'll go. Rest in peace. Michael Geelan. The impression they left on the world was definitely... Good. I have to say, my favourite thing, or certainly the most notable they, thing they did, was... Being an Austrian composer and conductor. And I, Elliot, agree with that. Absolutely. Now, would you like a glass of... Baby diarrhoea? No, Sean, that's disgusting. Please, I insist that you check out... My DVD collection. I have a... Special Director's Cut edition of Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. It's my favourite movie, and it taught me all I need to know about uh, about how to, to live my life. And that's why I'm the way I am, and why I'm so cold, and why, and why I, I won't admit to, to someone being my friend, even though they've been doing podcasts with me for years but when we're out on the town and i say this is my friend sean he says shush and i i say shush and and elliot's even though he's my uh friend is i won't admit in public even that we are one and also when he hurts his bottom i don't i don't check he's all right i i giggle uh and also i'm a nazi baby with a little wiener, and my wiener smells like rubbish, like a rubbish bin. On my... Little wiener. Well, that's a discussion for another day, because today we're reading the Bible. The book of Job, that's, I mean, we are, we're going to get some big numbers after that. Oh yeah, definitely. We are really hitting the zeitgeist. Ooh, finger on the pulse. Yeah. Check out the trailer to the new Spider-Man, whatever it is, only on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um... The book of Job is great. The key thing is, usually I make loads of notes mm. and I read out passages or find passages that I think are useful for describing the story or the mood or whatever. I, I could have picked almost anything here because it's so beautifully written. 
Well, well, that's the thing is that normally I don't. Normally I don't make the notes because I like to come in a bit more free flowing. Yeah, you definitely. I mean, I definitely pick up the slack. Hmm, yeah, sure. And uh, but today I've made loads of notes uh, because it's actually just so much I don't want to miss. So much. You know, I'm um, that Aerosmith song. I mm-hmm. don't want to miss a thing. That was about Job. It could have been about Job. Mm. I mean, I think it wasn't it about how he wanted to fuck his his daughter. Oh, was it? But well, isn't it Liv, Liv Tyler's his daughter? And oh, really? Is that what the song's about? Well, I don't know. Why is that allowed? Well, no, because Liv Tyler was in Armageddon. Okay. The song was about her in Armageddon. Oh, and that's his daughter. That's his daughter. Well, I never. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that mad? That is mad. He's her father. So you're going to say on record, in case of any kind of legal situation here, that that is what he wants to do? I'm not saying that Steven Tyler wants to fuck Liv Tyler. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people would. A lot of people do want to fuck Liv Tyler. And he's a a person. person. So, you know... Sue me, sue me, Aerosmith. There's no ev- if your lead singer is not a person, yeah. then sue me to the ground. There's no evidence to suggest you don't want to, so yeah. you must want to. You did literally put her in a basically softcore porn film that served as one of your music videos. Mm-hmm. Let me know that you want to fuck your own daughter, Stephen Tyler. You massive-mouthed freak. The Book of Job begins by describing where we are. It's the land of ooze. The land of Uz. Yes, UZ. There lived a man whose name was Job. The man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He did. So he's a good kid. Yeah. Good kid. He was a really great guy. And he owned a lot of animals and farmland. And he had, had a s- bunch of kids. Seven sons, three daughters. Yeah. He owned 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels. Too That's many. a lot, isn't it? Yeah, he's kind of asking for trouble. Yeah, he is. But obviously, the point of the story is he isn't. Uh, job by name, job by nature. Yeah. And uh, is that when's your prepared joke coming in? By the way, is it of that ilk? It's I. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. You won't. You it. It's. I think it's signposted only. You'll see the signpost when it's happened, not when it's happening. Does that make sense? Well, okay. It's. A, it, you, you'll go like, oh, that's really clever. That's really clever. You'll just think about how clever I am. I will say that. Yeah. All of all of you. Okay. Uh, at this point, we... And this is, I think, the first time this has happened. We see God in heaven having, like, a staff meeting. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of goes up to heaven, which doesn't really get a lot of airtime here. Yeah. It says, one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. Um, and Satan came also among them. Well, see that it's Satan. It is, but it's pronounced in this instance Satan. How do you know that? Because I've read about it. Because I find this bit super interesting as well. Well, lay it on. So Satan obviously is Satan. It's the devil. Yeah. But this is when he still works in heaven. He's like one of the main advisors to to God. Mm-hmm. He's one of the angels. And although. The word Satan, or the concept of it, kind of popped up before. So, like, obviously, in the snake in Garden of Eden, Mm it's meant to be him. This is the first time he really comes through as a proper character where he's definitely named. Because there's one other instance, actually, where a lot of people think it's Satan. Can I just say, so far, this is boring as fuck. Okay. I just want to make that clear. You said it was interesting. So far... I'm going to drop the most interesting thing ever on you. Okay? Okay, That's a big claim. Because I'm going to take us back to one of our favourite stories in the Bible... Yeah. Okay. Because the story of Balak and Balaam, mm-hmm. when the man beats up his donkey, mm-hmm. 
and he does it because an angel keeps appearing and then the angel enters the donkey mm-hmm. that in many people's version of the story is satan what the the, the, angel. the angel that goes into the donkey and makes it talk because the devil's job is to oppose god yeah and oppose like the idea of what's happening to make sure that everything's correct it's like kind of yeah, the point yeah. is to play devil's, the de- devil's advocate the devil is kind of the devil's advocate yeah the devil's kind of the devil's advocate yeah yeah but i think that's well interesting that the donkey story we love so much is because of Satan. Like, yeah. That's Satan apparently doing that. But this is you, the first time that Satan actually comes into it as himself. You're right. That really is the most interesting thing ever. Fucking hell. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm never making notes again. Um, you will, from now on, you will pick up the slack, mate. I really like that Satan is in it. And yeah. I, th- this is the first time he's a proper character. And it's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, I think it's weird how they just don't set him up, though. No, it's just... But they do name him. They just know he's immediately named. Because they know he's going to be someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's having a staff meeting and God says, Hey, Satan, where you been? Yeah, he says, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming through the earth and going to and fro in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright. Uh, and then Satan says, Well, of course he is. You've made him rich. You've given him 3,000 camels. Yeah, of course he's going to praise you. Of course he's going to praise you. He's got too many kids. Yeah, and then he says the immortal words, but stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. There's so, the inciting incident. So there's like a bet. Kicking off. Like yeah. a bet has now taken place. The whole thing that's happening now is because God's a bit petty and a bit insecure. Yeah, I think that's it. He's, yeah. he's sort of, one of his workers is, is a bit up himself. Mm. <laughs> and God isn't, as a, yeah, God's he, like, I'll show you. Yeah. And how's he going to show him? By really over job a lot so job is out for dinner this is how it happens now job's mm-hmm. out for dinner and a messenger arrives and says hey you know all of your oxes and your asses mm-hmm. your asses they're eating in the field but then some men came and killed some of them and took some of them and now you're fucked over and all your animals are gone yeah and then another messenger arrives and says hey you know your sheep you know all those sheep you've got well Fire came down from God, destroyed the sheep and many of your servants, but I'm fine. Yeah. And Job was like, I didn't ask about you. And then another messenger arrives and says... It's, it's weird how all these messengers come and they all end by saying, I'm the I'm only fine. one who survived. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's and really at no big, point does he go, did you do it? It really seems like the messengers did it. Yeah, because another messenger arrives and says, hey, you know all your camels? And Job's like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> all his camels are dead. And then a final messenger arrives and says, yeah. hey... You know your kids? Yeah. And then Joe puts his head in his hands because all his kids are dead because the house fell on them. Yeah. Um, God God brought a wind that destroyed the house and killed all of Job's children because of a bet. Yeah. Uh, the quote it says in my version of the Bible is, At this, Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. Yeah. So he's... He's done Gone a Britney. He's, He's done a Britney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, did people say that when Britney did it? Did people ever go, well, this is like Job. Her house did fall down. So This is the situation Job's in. He's praying to God. He still believes in God and he's not yet cursing his name. Yeah, that's the thing. None of this has affected it. No. So far, Satan is down on the bet. Yeah. He's down on the bet. Job's a great guy. Absolutely. So it says here, his second test now happens. On another day, the angels came to present themselves is that a sex reference you think well they bend over yeah 
Um, do angels have buttholes? Like, do angels need to poo-poo? Do angels need to poo? Yeah. God, we're, we're such a deep podcast. Do angels need to poo? Do angels poo? Well, let's Well, I mean, there are a lot of philosophical questions in Job, aren't there? And I think this is the first one you need to go over. Do angels poo? Well, first of all, where? They wouldn't go in those metal toilets, I can tell you that much. Well, I guess they probably wouldn't, but they'd have wings, so they could hover much easier. So you think they do it from the sky? Do you think they do it airborne? Well, like I guess... Bit, like a bird. Do poos ever fall from the sky? Uh, well, I mean, how do airplanes work? Do they dump poo out of them? I don't think they dumped about in midair. Okay, so any poo that lands on your head can't be from a plane. It must be from an angel. If it's a poo, uh-huh. if it's not like a bird poo, yeah, because I've seen birds poo. Okay, do angels poo? I mean, someone's pooed on me before. Let's g- who's pooed on you? And I don't know if it was an angel, if it's just you know some guy in the street. But I thought God works in mysterious way- ways, right? Wait, who pooed on you? I guess that's just another question for the board, isn't it? If who you know poo? how who? angels poo, then that's Was next. this in Amsterdam? Does someone poo on you in Amsterdam? So the angels are standing before God, presenting themselves, and God says to Satan, hey, where you been? And Satan says, I've been walking around the earth, as I'm known to. Yeah. And God says, what about Job? What's he feeling on Job? He's still praising me. And Satan says, well, fair enough, he's still praising you, but all you've done is attack his near nearby... Things. You've, all, you've, you've, all you've done is murder his live, his living, living and, and his, his family. Kids. He's yeah. still praising you. Yeah. But if you actually do something to him, he'll stop praising you. So God says, okay, fair enough. Go and do your business. It's never really made clear why God would agree to any of this. God should be above this. It's not It's not even like there's money on the table. No. Yeah. Uh, but Satan then... Maybe he's sexually frustrated. That's why he's doing it. Maybe <laughs> yeah, the angels don't have buttholes. <laughs> God's maybe he's like, like, oh, all these sexy angels. They don't, oh, why didn't they give them buttholes? God, God really gets off on people just talking about him. And the Israelites who aren't in this have kind of taken a holiday from him. So I just want to go back quickly to this idea of angels pooping. Okay, um, okay. When God created the butthole, do you, think he, do you think that was a process that he enjoyed? I think he would have... Not enjoyed getting his hands dirty, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a problem that took a lot of thinking to to work around. Because if you think about... It's, very like, sewage, it's like sewage in, in, in cities. Yeah, they are incredible engineering feats. Exactly. It's, As is a butthole. If you think... Let's let's think here about what a butthole is, delicately. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's butt, an anti-mouth. A butthole is... So the outside of your body all goes up into one point. There's sudden, like It's like a black hole. Everything in your body then leads up to this one moment that then becomes inside. It's is like yours outside a, to inside. Is yours a black hole? That's what I call myself online, but okay. it itself is just gen- a normal human bumble. I've got sure. a black butthole. You've got a black butthole. Genuinely, they, I've never said this out loud. Mm. I briefly thought maybe I'd found someone else. One in 10 million. Really? Or, or something like that. Can I ask how you found out? Like, uh, how, uh, what situation did you, have you looked at your butthole? Oh, no, I didn't look at it. Okay. I it was do- I've always known it from, from the day I was born. They said, your son's fine. They go, it has his sight, fine. He can hear. Yeah. You know, he's 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 covered in this weird goo. We're going to figure out what that is. It was a, not a good hospital. Okay. But they said, but he's he's got a, he's got a black but He's not got a Caucasian butthole. Okay. And they said, oh, how's this going to manifest itself? They go, we don't know. Oh, so when you say a black, a black butthole, you actually mean like the butthole... Of a black person. I've got I'm a different race in my butthole. Okay, interesting. interesting. It is interesting, actually. Wow. Yeah. Does it function any differently? Um 
I, I don't, I wouldn't know. Okay. No, I wouldn't know. So it's just kind of more of an aesthetic thing. I, I can't, I, do, I can't see it. I don't really know what, how, what it means. Okay. We'll take a look in the break. In the break, we'll have a look. So when the music comes on next, everyone, that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I have weirdly today brought my telescope. Have you? Yeah, so I'll put it, I'll put it to the end and then have a gander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll um, see. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine there's any difference. Everyone's the same on the inside anyway. Yeah, probably. 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 Yeah. But anyway, as we're saying, it's kind of a feat of engineering. I have a Chinese left foot as well. Oh, okay. That's yeah. maybe a different, a different episode. Yeah? Yeah. Because okay. I don't know what that what that even would look like. But I've seen a black butthole, you know? I've never seen where a, I've seen never a, seen where a Chinese seen foot. A I've never butthole. seen a Chinese foot. Okay. They say my left foot is is, a, is a, like it's is from the far east. Okay. That's that's my left foot. My what my right foot is is, you know, European. Mm. Mm. My butthole is my butthole's black. Okay. You can be black and European. Yeah, you can, but I mean as in like, you know, as in like a native Irish, you know, Western European type. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So the area around it isn't just white. It's especially pale. Is that what it is? I you mean, look like... Does your butthole look like the side of a dice with a one on it? My butthole... It, it, it's your right, uh-huh. your bag on, sure. except for my butt isn't square. Okay, okay. So, because a dice is square. Okay. And the white of a, of a dice... It's not as white as my butt. Okay, so it's not an ivory white. It's a like a white white. It's a brilliant white. What is the most brilliant white you've imagined? I guess I, I guess it's a concept that surely is going to be blown here by your by your bum area. Well, yeah, it is. But whatever the whitest thing, like people say, snow maybe. Sure, pure white you can get. Sure, that mm-hmm. doesn't even go into. It's so white that legally I can't get that butt out. If there are children not wearing sunglasses. Oh, okay. Like legally, I can't. Like, I, if I go to the beach, for example, I mean, never. Not, not. I'm comfortable enough, but I, I legally am not allowed to take my ass out in public. So it's like um. I once mooned someone as a dare when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I caused a small fire. I can believe that. I yeah, believe yeah. It. Is it? And yet, my butthole it is like a dice because it's that black. And because you never win with it as well. Is it like at school? When you used to burn magnesium and you had to put that like purple plastic over your eyes so you could yeah. look at it properly, yeah. is that what that is? It's like that, and then also it smells like that. Oh, great! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm getting a fuller idea of it now, and I think the listener is too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think they need one more example? I think we should put a pin in it. In my butt. We think we should put a pin in your butt. Okay. And come back to it. Okay. I'm sure we probably will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay cool. So after this discussion, Satan goes to Job and covers him head to toe in boils to set to show that if you do something to Job himself, he'll turn against you. Mm-hmm. But Job still prays to God, even though his wife is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah. All of our kids are dead. Your livelihood's gone. You are now vile. She says like, to him, you she, should leave God now. She says to him, are you still holding on to your integrity? I like that. Mm. And he's there going covered in boils and he hasn't got any family. What do you All right. <laughs> I, think, I, don't, I don't think he's turned into like... He's not like, he's a, like a zombie. Fly. Okay. <laughs> just got boils. People have boils now. They don't just become like that. Not all over. <laughs> not all over. So then Job's three friends come along. Eliphaz the Temanite. Mm-hmm. Bildad the Shuchite. Yes. And Zophar the Namathite. Yes. They heard about all the troubles that had happened to, to their great friend Job. Mm-hmm. And they come out of their homes and they meet together with an agreement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. Yeah. 
That's what friends do. You're going to come and help him out because all his family are dead. Yeah, of course. Except of course. his nagging wife. <laughs> Except the old ball and chain. I bet, I bet he did say to God, take my wife, please. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Is that the joke? No, not yet. Okay. You'll know when the jokes come in. Okay. Uh, when they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognise him. They began to weep aloud. Aww. And they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. As you do when you mates. They sit in silence for a week because they can see he's upset. Yeah. And then, seemingly from nowhere, Job does actually change his mind and say, oh, why is this happening to me? Yeah, yeah. It's... So, yeah, so for the most part, the rest of the book are transcripts of conversations between Job and his three friends yeah. about God, mm-hmm. about the nature of life, about humanity, about being. And it's amazing. It is. It's, it's amazing stuff. It's actually just written very poetically and lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Um there's one point I really like, which here's my notes coming up here. You ready for this? Yeah. So 10, 10. Remember, I beseech thee that thou hast made me as the clay and wilt thou bring me into dust again. Hast thou not poured me out as milk and curdled me like cheese? Yeah, I, so it's like, I yeah. made a note of that bit as well. It's like really nice. He's saying you made me milk and then you've ruined me. Yeah. By, I think that's beautiful. What a beautiful bit of actual language. I think the whole, the whole thing is written incredibly. Mm-hmm. Um, Job starts by cursing the day he was born, yeah. literally, which I imagine is where we get that phrase. Does it hurt when you poo? What? I'm what? Am I... In your butthole? No. Okay. Does it hurt when you poo? It depends what I ate before, I guess. Yeah. But that's normal. That's just human. Why, but why would it hurt? It doesn't hurt other people. It doesn't hurt other Sometimes races. It can... I don't know, that. To though. poo. I don't know. I don't know about... I, it's, it's very important, I think, to <laughs> take your perspective of the world and not put that onto everything else. I don't know the experience that people of other races have when they poo. And I would never claim to. No. Because I think that's how ignorance is born. Oh, well, of course. And I appreciate that. But I think we, we should probably live um, in the assumption that most people poo the same as us. And, and, you know, unless their diets have been different. Well, I don't know. I don't... Do I, write in, listeners, by the way. I don't know. Write in if if you're... If you're from another country, obviously we have a lot of listeners all over the world. We're doing very well in South Africa at the minute. Tell us, tell us how you poo, South Africa. Yeah. Tell us, right in. Tell us how you poo. Mm. You wake up, you have a, a crisp, a crisp, <laughs> and tell us how you poo. Wait um, three hours. Email us. Job ruse the day he was born. Yes. So it's written. So Job complains, and then Eliphaz says. Yeah, but God works like this. And then Job complains again. And then Bildad says, yeah, but God works like this. Eliphaz, I'd, I'm just, I might just, just read some quotes, if that's okay. I don't really know how else to say it. Mm. Job talks about how he hates his life. He doesn't want to keep going on. Understandable. And Eliphaz says, sort of talks about how he needs to keep his faith in God. He needs to, he doesn't need, he, he shouldn't lose his faith in God. God is punishing him. That's the logic that the friends keep saying to him. They go, there's a reason that this is happening to you. God is punishing you. And if you just open yourself back up to the Lord, apologize, things will turn around. Which I think is a pretty heartless move on Eliphaz's point. Do you think so? Yeah, all his family is dead. <laughs> well, yes, I agree with that. So I think maybe let him mope at least a little. Let, bit. At least let him mope. Okay. Eliphaz, at one point, says, A word was secretly brought to me. My ears caught a whisper of it amid disquieting dreams in the night. When deep sleep falls on men, fear and trembling seized me. It made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face and the hair on my body stood on end. Weird. No one's asked you, mate. We're talking about Job here. It said it stopped, 
but I could not tell what it was. A form stood before my eyes and I heard a hushed voice. Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? That, that's great. That's just nice stuff. And it does sum up a lot of the themes, which is about the relationship humanity has with God. What does it mean to be a creation? And then Bildad also responds. He's constantly asking himself about God and how he works and that we know that God punishes the bad people, right? Mm. And if he's punishing you, you must be bad. Yeah. Like, it's very bad logic. It's kind of, it's like like thoughtless, brainless move on his part, I think. A little bit, yeah, I yeah. think. But I guess it's sort of, they're clearly trying to, they're sort of using God as almost shorthand for just spirit and getting on with life, I think, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, at one point, he says, resentment kills a fool and envy slays the simple. And he's sort of saying, you have to fucking just... Stop moping, you boiled up little shit. Yeah, he's talking about... You had all these camels before, go get some more. He's talking about, like, if you think it through properly, if you have a couple of thoughts and yeah, yeah. knowledge of the subject, but who... who and, Job, and Job is, and it is... I actually found it, it is quite powerful. The level of self-loathing that he feels... That Job does. Is, is astonishing. He's talking about how he wants his life to become darkness and that... Yeah. For, he wants to, like, climb back into the womb, it says. Like, why was I birthed yeah, yeah. from the womb? Let me go back there kind it's, of thing. It's it, very strange. It's astonishing. And finally we meet Zafar, Zophar, who basically hides behind God to say, well, God is all powerful, so what are you going to do anyway? Mm. Like this, he's, he's very cowardly, I think, in his response. I think, I think he is, I think they are, but I think they're trying to, I don't know, I think I, maybe I, I view it differently. Well, I, th- I think I view it as a man who lacks a heart and a man who lacks a brain and a man who lacks courage, all living in the land of ooze. Oh, my God. Huh? Did you notice now what I've done is that I kept yeah. saying things like that, and you kept going like, well, yeah, and it was just because I needed to, needed to get back here. Fuck. One of them, one of, Fucking hell, Elliot. One of them does get... Thank you for the five-star reviews, everyone. I think so far, I the thing is, I don't think he is a coward. No, he isn't. So you've basically manipulated this entire podcast so you can fit in one part about the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and we're not there yet. Oh, God, I know what you're going to do. No, you don't. Yeah, I no, bet you I don't. do. No, you don't. Are you going to let me do it, though? I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do. Okay, Elliot? Okay. Sure as I've got a Romanian right ear, you're fine with me. Oh, is that what that is? Well, is it, does it, it looks the same, pretty much, doesn't it? Yeah, but the slightly other Slightly hairier. Yeah, that's the point, yeah. Sli- or the hair is slightly a different colour. Okay, and you can hear normal. Yeah, it's not like I only hear Romanian. All right. I, there's a mild, there's always a mild sort of accordions in the background. That's quite nice though, I guess. Is it? At it, it, it times. Yeah. <laughs> Should we break? <laughs> oh, yes, I'll break. Well then, get your butthole out and I'll take a look. Okay. see anything up there in the butthole well yeah interestingly you do actually have a small society living in there there's like a very miniature Wait, what? town in there it might be a village i don't know there's a town in my butthole it might be a city can you feel a cathedral i mean i can feel i can feel a jessops interesting so, so what it's photo like a, photos are still it's like a mid-90s town in yeah there. yeah yeah it's yeah. not it's like a blockbuster yeah i feel a blockbuster i feel yeah Okay. Yeah, fuck. What about this? Can you feel this? 
Oh, no. What are you doing, Elliot? Science. Why have you put your finger up there? Oh. So, Job and his friends continue this discussion. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you've killed a lot of them. Overpopulation. Everyone knows the best way is just to wipe some people out, you know? Okay, I'm going to have to eat some some plasters or something so eventually it can go into poo and get into that butthole. I need to help these poor guys out. That is how it works. Okay. Oh, there's plasters. Wait, they're not waterproof, though. What? You have to eat waterproof ones. Okay. Have you got any? There you go. Uh, so Job and his friends continue this discussion oh. about life and the way it works. Sorry, do you mind just taking this bit? I might chuck yeah, up yeah, these yeah, plasters. Yeah, sure, are really sure, sure. And it's uh, oh. kind of saying, like, again, he wishes he were dead. He wishes nothing else could continue. His friends were saying that, again, accusing him of being wrong and that God is just. God must be working for the side of justice, correct? Oh, God. You got them all in there, mate? Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I just swallowed uh, 15 waterproof plasters. Good, okay. Oh. Isn't that going to bung it up, though? And then eventually everything will come out much like the flood in Evan Almighty. And it would destroy everything. Yeah, you, made, you might have made the problem worse. I might have made the problem worse, but you know what? They, they lasted this long and I've been eating all sorts of stuff. Um, like so, knives and stuff. Knives, yeah. 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 And at this point... They accuse Job of having a crafty tongue and saying, you're not as good as you make out. You're just saying these things. You're just trying to win us over with your damn words. Mm. And his response is to bribe them. Because <laughs> what he says is, in 16, I also could speak as you do. If your soul were in my soul stead, I could heap up words against you and shake mine head at you. But I would strengthen you with my mouth, and the moving of my lips should assuage your grief. So he's basically offering them a, a blowjob. <laughs> he's offering them a blowjob, everyone. Yeah. I find that the, the bits that really stuck with me were the bits where he seemed to talk a lot about free will. Mm. I mean, the, the bits where he is asking about what it means to be a person when there yeah. is a God. Yeah. What does it mean? Because he sort of, a lot of it he just thinks, well, my life isn't mine. None of it has ever been mine. It's been created for me. Created. I didn't ask for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he says, man's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed. So look away from him and let him alone till he has put, his, put in his time like a hired man. He uses that phrase a few times. He says, to be born is basically you're a hired man for God. That's, mm. that's what you are. Though he also then says, at least there is hope for a tree. So he could have just been having a full-blown mental breakdown. Yeah. yeah. And he also basically says, there's no point even thinking or discussing about this because we're all so helpless. He says, mark me and be astonished and lay your hand upon your mouth. Mm. And even when I remember I'm afraid, trembling taketh and hold on to my flesh. Mm. So there he's, he's asking for a hand job, which I'd imagine they're fine with because they are all friends of Dorothy. That was prepared? That was the bit written down? Or was it prepared? Yeah. Was it? Well, yeah, I can't come up with that kind of magic off the top of my head, mate. Laugh a minute. So a minute ago, we had the butthole discussion, which was like Sean's joke, and now you've got the kind of clever literature stuff, Wizard of Oz, and that's me, so. Yeah, really, gra- really, really great stuff. They're all friends of Dorothy, really great. Like hand job, blow job, it all works in yeah. together. It's a really dense podcast. It is. It's yeah, a yeah. laugh a minute. Three, two. I've got one of them still on my finger, one of the tiny little people, but he's alive. Do you think there's another universe inside his butthole? How far does this go? I don't know. I feel like we should, we should look. Well, right? it does beg the question, are we just inside someone's butthole? See, I've thought this before. You thought chance. that we were inside... Well, I know you've thought this before. You're, after all, a friend of Dorothy. 
well, I'm only a bit of... I'm a friend of everyone, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Dorothy you've... is fine. Yeah. Is Dorothy's fine, but so is... Seven out of ten. Yeah. All right? All right, Dorothy, you're not all that. Okay. Is she a child? In which case, you're nothing to me. Okay. Um... I didn't even need to push you on that. You really just walked straight into that thing. I didn't want to be... I don't want to be known as a paedophile. You don't want to be known as a paedophile, or you don't want to be a paedophile? Both. Both. Either. Either. One of... If you had to be one, what would you be? uh, I want to be not a paedophile, because then that gets rid of the other problem as well. Unless it doesn't, because some people might think I'm a paedophile, even though I'm not. I'm starting to think you might be. I'm not, though. I mean, it's, I've never heard anyone talk like this. I can't be a paedophile. I'm very likable. Wow. I'm not a paedophile. Like, that's just the joke for this minute. Um, just little trinkets that I've pulled out just before we go on to the last friend. Sure. At one point, one of them says, not Job, one of the friends says, listen to me and I'll explain to you. Let me tell you what I've seen, what wise men have declared, hiding nothing received from their fathers, to whom alone the land was given when no alien passed among them. Uh, wow. Excuse me? No alien? We are aware of at least one alien. Who has definitely been leaving eggs. He's been leaving eggs, by the way. Thank you. Eggs, the one thing that Job says he will not eat. Oh, interesting. It's like an Illuminati thing. It is an Illuminati thing. It's because there's no taste in the egg. You go, no, there's no fucking taste in the egg. Because he can't risk people eating Moses' eggs. He can't risk people eating Moses' eggs. Listeners, are you understanding anything that we're talking about in this episode? You're part of it. You're part of it. If you don't agree with us, you're part of it. All right? Job, I do think... I don't know. I think he's probably blaming too many of his problems on God and his life. Like, he's, he talks, first of all, about how he's a fussy eater. We've, we've heard that bit. Sure. Now, at this point... That's his parents' fault. He says, I summon my servant, but he doesn't answer. Well, it's not my fault. You don't command any respect. They're also all I dead. Beg him They're all with, dead, aren't they? He goes, I beg him with my own mouth. <laughs> Have some fucking self-respect. Come on, mate. My breath is offensive to my wife. Well, yeah, if you're noshing off that many people. Of course. Of course. So, there is a point where Job is talking to Bildad, mm-hmm. where he seems to go right into the heart of all of this. All of his core things come down to it. Okay. Who he is on earth, what a human is on earth, yeah. what an animal is on earth. He talks about how there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted into ore. Man puts an end to the darkness. He searches the farthest recesses for ore in the blackest darknesses. And he says, the earth is transformed by fire. Sapphires come from its rocks, but no bird of prey knows that hidden path. No falcon's eye has seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot on it. No lions prowl there. It's absolutely amazing. It's beautifully written. It's absolutely written. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's sort of saying the, the burden of being a human on, on the earth. Mm. Of the, all the animals that God created. The message and the language in this book, I think, is not been surpassed by anything before it. Like, this is actually beautiful stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like a... It, it, this is the first thing that I would say, as, as great as some of the other stories have been, mm. this is definitely, like, literature level. This is the, yeah. this is the first time it's... It's genuinely an incredible piece of writing. Yeah. Um, have you got sapphires in your deepest, darkest bits? Have I got sapphires? Yeah. Well, in the next break, we'll get out the old telescope, won't we? Yeah, the we'll have a look. We'll have yeah, a look. Yeah. No lions, probably. <laughs> I, I would bloody hope not. <laughs> yeah, let's find out. Um, I just think that's great. Yeah. And it just, it does, yeah, there's all these people, there's all these things living, and we're the ones who have to 
We don't have to, but we we the, we're the given ones to deal the, with we, the morality and the problems and the and and the, and, the, and, and the ability to actually reach in the earth and and turn things into other things and find uses for things that we can't even see. The world is our responsibility, not God's. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. The world is ours. Yeah. Wow. Pretty deep. Yeah. Almost uh, as deep as that finger you put on my butthole that wiped out that civilization. I did do the middle one. Like, it's quite aggressive, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You were fl- it's like you were flipping the birds to the people that lived in my butt. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird, because there were also birds in there. Were there? Yeah. So there were birds? There was at least one. I saw one fly out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... A butt no, bird. But A what? A butt bird. A butt bird. Yeah. I wonder if there are any, any butt lines. Must be butt lines, actually. There might be. There if, might there's, be. if there's birds. Was there a zoo? I don't know, mate. It was a quick in and out. Yeah. All right. You did a lot of damage there. I did. But that's what you did to me when we went out on Saturday. Otherwise, I wouldn't have such a bruised bottom. Yeah, but I don't know. We don't know that there's a civilization in your butt. Well, should we check? I might have a civilization in my butt. Okay. In the next break, I'll check your butt. Fine. Okay? Fine. Great. So then Elihu arrives, who is a fourth friend of Job. Yes. Uh, who is importantly younger than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And he arrives and listens to the conversation. So Job's friends at this point have quit trying to talk him round and says and say there's no helping you now you've you're just a complainer yeah yeah yeah. and job says life is terrible i wish i was dead there's no point in anything anymore his friends are silent elihu hears this and is enraged because he believes very much in god and the way that god works and i guess that's kind of what this is about really it's Mm. a man who's lost his faith in god totally and and it's sort of that as as an idea is tackled head on on an emotional level, which it hasn't really been tackled in the book. Yeah. The book, occasionally you hear about people following other gods or believing in other things, but this, there's such a nihilism to this. Of, of believing in nothing because yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. gone so terribly. Yeah. So Elihu gets angry and says that God works in a way that isn't for justice or for hmm. humanity's sake. God has stuff to do. He's busy. And while he's talking, basically in the background a whirlwind, a tornado appears mm. and God emerges from it. Yeah. He's kind of standing behind Elihu while he introduces him. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And in and in that in that same whirlwind you see like the weird old woman from before. She's going around and in a little a, bicycle. And there's a cow. Yeah, so you're helping me with it now, aren't you? Because you yeah. see how good it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. were you gonna make that reference? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't just quit the joke after I came up with the punchline. It's not to do with hand jobs. He's not interested. (laughs) It was good as it was. And now what we have to do is land another bit of this joke. So now we have to stick another Wizard of Oz reference in there. (laughs) Yet another plate to spin on this insane podcast with civilizations up our butts. Fine. We can come up with one. Oh, I've thought of what we could have done. What? There's little people living inside you. We could have said there were munchkins and like little, little people. And there's a little yellow brick road. Bollocks. Don't worry. That's how the creative process works, everyone. Sometimes it... (laughs) All right, up to this point, we're on what? Episode 15, every episode at this point, landed every single joke. It's been a laugh a minute. This episode is about deconstructing not just life, but comedy and the creative process in general. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how it happens. This is how it works. You're enjoying it. We know that because of all the five-star reviews that the best of you have left. All right, the rest of you, we're winning you over with this intellectual discussion about... Sean's butthole that is a reflection of the world and the Bible and yeah. God and humanity in general. Yeah. And my finger is Satan. You hear that? The people in my butthole, listen to this. They're saying 
What does it mean to be inside this man's butthole? Are we just his possessions? Do we get to live our own life? Are we just forever going to be trapped in this butthole? Do they have a religion of their own? Do they worship me as God? I technically created them. True. You know? Just like Josiah, who we've created, all of you. Mm. I mean, the whole thing goes so deep and it's so weird and it kind of freaks me out actually thinking about it. But the fact of the matter is there are people in this butthole who are having a conversation about me the same way that we are now having this conversation about God, Mm. the way that Job does in this book. And if you can't see that that was clearly our plan this entire time and we haven't just been making all of this up on the spot... Then I hope your eyes have now been open to it. Yeah. As Job's will be right after this. So I'll pull down my trousers now. Okay, let's have a look. So you're saying that I do have people in my butthole. There is a civilization up your butthole. Do they seem happy? They, do you know what? Based on what you described of mine, Mm. it seemed like mine was kind of a very sort of Western civilization in the mid nineties. Yes. Yeah. They you, they think Bill Cosby's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Or like the whatever the uh, version of Bill Cosby would be in my butthole. Probably Butt Cosby. <laughs> Fine. Yours is yours is advanced. Really. Yours is. I like that. I'll be honest. It's very advanced. I think it's because you it, you have a lot of sugar in your diet, and so they've been moving faster. They're hyper. They're yeah. also they've been. Subject to more things, because I'm it's it's the it's the butthole of a hyperactive pansexual. Yeah, it's yeah. it's their they've minds met, are open to these kind of things. They've met more more things have entered that butt. Yeah, than well, mine. well, I mean, well, no, that's hardly. Not, that's not that's not hardly. Sorry. And I'm not saying that as a. Disrespect. It's more of a theoretical practice that they are aware that that might be okay. The option of but that maybe it's not my cup of tea, <laughs> you know. I mean, I really don't want to go into your personal life on this podcast, okay? Fine. I just I mean, want to talk we... about the civilization sure, in your butthole. Sure, 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 sure. Um, it's fascinating that, yeah, I, I guess a pansexual's butthole would have a more advanced civilization in it. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the sugar helps them in, from an engineering and scientific standpoint. Yeah. And then society is forward thinking because of the, the pansexuality. Yeah, yeah. And I guess they're always prepared... Yeah. They're like, well, we're the butthole of a pansexual. We never know what could happen here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't know. Whereas yeah. for me, it's, it's, you know, yeah. it's my, not impossible, but it's, there's certain limitations for the most part. I think the people in my butthole, much like us, how you and I were earlier, mm. they've got their finger on the pulse, which is why I'm just so happy today. Uh, so at this point, God is with Job, and the two of them go on a special little magical mystery tour. Yes, they do. God has never done this before. He's never paid this much attention to someone... And then taken them away. Job leaves the earth. I think this is amazing. But also, it's clear that Job is one of God's favourites from the beginning of the book. Because God is the first example he gives to Satan. Yeah, because Job's basically just living up God's butthole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink. Wait a minute. Um, Yeah, of course. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, So anyway, that's called structure. uh, (laughs) um, uh, So God takes Job all around the world and says, I know you've been struggling, but now I'm going to teach you about why this is happening. Mm -hmm. And he shows him all of the heavens and earth and all of the animals. Mm. And he shows them goats grazing and says, this is how goats work. And your problem, Job, is that you're looking at this from your perspective, which is true, right? Mm. But you should think of this as 
I am God. I have created all these things. I'm in charge of all these things. You weren't here when I created the heavens and earth, were you? You weren't here when I had to put the sun down and bring the stars into the sky and do this X, Y, Z. Like, he's basically saying to Job, you weren't there, all right? I'm busy. I've got stuff to do. He's kind of trying to make Job understand the scale of the universe, Hmm. even though Job has already said it's impossible for him to do so. But it's almost petty. It is petty, yeah. Because also he doesn't answer any of Job's no. problems. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't respond directly to any of them. And the point of it is to say that God's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. The world isn't perfect. No podcast is perfect other than this one. Everything is chaos and wild and improv, let's say. Uh, but he does this by... Yes, and there are civilizations in our butthole. True that as well. Uh, but he does this by discussing two animals called a behemoth and a leviathan. Yeah. Which are either, according to Wikipedia, a hippopotamus and an alligator, or actual mythical creatures that used to exist that are like unknown beings now. So a behemoth would be like a huge, almost rhino-like animal. Well, the, the, but the way the and behemoth And a leviathan is... is like a Loch Ness, like reptilian beast this like huge thing the behemoth seems mythical it talks about how the yeah. how the the bones are tubes of bronze yes so like is it's almost like it's some sort of uh, i mean it is like a like a creation yeah like a robot or something and two more animals are mentioned as well that are quite important important so in 39 yeah he really god really bangs on about unicorns <laughs> and he says uh which i wasn't really expecting he says, uh, will the unicorn be willing to serve thee or abide thy crib? Canst thou bind the unicorn I like how he says with crib. a band in the furrow? I like how he says crib. Crib, yeah. Like it's co- like you go, oh, God's, God's cool. God's into like hip hop. It's but, funny, the people in my butthole, if they are from the mid-90s, they're only learning about that word now. They'd probably, probably love it. They're probably like, MTV Cribs is only a few years away. It's about to explode. Yeah. yeah. Have you got a two-pack in there? Have I got a two-pack? Yeah. Or uh, is it a poo-pack? I've got a poo-pack. Poo-pack. Yeah. poo-pack. He's, he's still alive. <laughs> Pupak Shakur is still alive. Interesting. Uh, So, yeah, so there are, like, mythical animals that were never really discussed here. (laughs) And, very importantly, he talks about, Givest thou godly wings unto the peacocks, or wings and feathers into the ostrich, which leaveth her eggs in the earth. Hello. And warmeth them in the dust. Hello. Moses laid eggs. Moses laid eggs. When the crowd say bow, select her. But that's about it. So then God opens Job's eyes to the universe at whole and basically says, don't look for the point in anything. There isn't one. Everything is wild. Yeah. Like a behemoth or a leviathan or a unicorn. The universe and the way it works is crazy. And nobody, including myself, are responsible for it. I think it's an incredible thing to put in the Bible. I, d- some... I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a mesmerizing book, this. The book of yeah. Job is a mesmerizing book. I I love it, and I think I love it because I've just to get personal for a moment. If my butthole isn't personal enough, mm-hmm. this is what I think about. Like this is what I've determined from life without living with the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that bad things happen, and they're not they're never for a reason. But if it if you make it so it shapes you to the way you want to be, that's the point of it. The lesson is from what you take from it. Yeah. But conversely, what Joe takes stop from saying, it. Stop talking about butts. Sorry, bum. Conversely, what Job takes from this is everything he ever wanted. Nothing ever happened. What God does is reward Job yeah. 
by giving him all of his stuff back, all of his animals and his farm, and making him healthy again. Yeah. And he also gives him back all of... He doesn't give him back all of his kids. He just... He has kids again. He has seven sons and three daughters again. It's it's a bit like... It's um, weird. It's almost like they're not, they're not interchangeable. Job <laughs> says, Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. I mean, it's, that's beautiful. It's great stuff. And it's funny, you talked about how it sums up your way of viewing life. Mm-hmm. I think it sums up, I think there's a lot of stuff here that's really big stuff, even in the realms of the religious, stuff like that. Yeah. Because a, a world, it's basically, this is the Bible saying, the world and the universe can be chaotic and disordered and unfair and still have a God. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. There's all everything is random. Everything is luck. It's a really weird thing for them. That's to, what life is for them yeah. to put that in here. Yeah, and I do think um, I don't know. I just think it's great stuff. It is, and also you know the brothers and sisters come back. I mean, the thing it says here, all his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came as one. They just and they ate with him. Yeah, okay. So like they're having a great party. Okay, Uh, okay. Okay. And after this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. I love the final line. So he died old and full of years. Oh, mine says old and full of days, but it's still lovely, isn't it? Oh, that's really Job nice. Job died being old and full of days. So it was just one whole story about a man who is good and righteous yeah. and believes in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And he suffers and then he learns and then... He's just a happy ending. It's just a lovely... You don't get that in the Bible very often. It's the t- when it's people the... die normally, it's creepy, it's weird. People, like, strip them and kiss them and stuff. This is mm. just about a man who needed to learn a lesson, and we all learn from it, and it's nice. But I, the, here's the problem. Stop talking about your butt. He didn't need to learn a lesson. No, he didn't. He well, did, he, did. he did. The person who needed to learn a lesson was Satan, and I guess he learned... I don't, I don't know. That's the problem. I imagine they're laying now the groundwork for Satan so he can be a proper character later on. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. Let's, let's hope so. I really think that it's a, it's a fabulous thing. Yeah. And it's a fabulous... Um, yeah. I, I, it's been my favourite one so far. It's great. And we've actually beca- had like earnest conversations about it. Well, we really have had earnest conversations. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been a fun, interesting one. We've had fun. Yeah. Uh, We're leaving tooting. Ironic. Because my butts won't stop tooting. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Seriously, though, I'm worried about farting now that I know there's a civilization in there. Well, I mean, that's just... But maybe that's part of that's what they need. Exactly. They must. They've lasted this long. Life is chaos. Right. Life is chaos. Right, isn't that the point? The so point, f- yeah. Fart freely because life is chaos. If you're yeah. not going to take any other lesson from this, just fart freely. Yeah. Life is chaos. And they might view me and go, why is God doing this? I go, well, I, I can't help it. Exactly. Um, go, you live in my butt. There's only so much I can do. So we hope you've learned from it. We've enjoyed it. Uh, the next episode is Psalms, and we feel like it might be a difficult one to tackle. So yeah. we're going to do it, but just know that when we do, we might have to rely on, like, I don't know, dirty jokes, maybe about our willies or our bums, Yeah, we, but in I, a we, less intellectual way than this way has We done really it. don't because, like going low. Like, it's, I don't want us to be a base we, podcast. We don't often do it. No. You no. know, normally we come to do this, and we... I've really thought things through, and I know that you're enjoying learning from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you listen to this because you're interested in us ideologically. You think mm-hmm. that we are smart. We're maybe bringing this book into into a new light. We're speaking and the last in thing way, we never want yeah. to do is just end up splooging, you know, all of this material and ruining it. Yeah, you exactly, know? exactly. 
we come here to to peel back the best of what we can find mm. and we lay it in front of you and we say are you enjoying it yeah yeah and a lot of you gobble it up you know yeah 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 uh, a lot of you do struggle but eventually you you are into it we can see by the numbers that people are we get new listeners every week yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. sticking with us and to the people who finish a bit earlier than everyone else we say okay you gave it a go that's fine yeah that's great but the rest of you are you know that you're coming with us okay yeah 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 we're we're coming we're all coming together mm-hmm, mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. the same point yes okay and, and it's, it is hard yeah i mean it's it's hard and there are times where there are just i mean there's no other word for the problems in this book other than throbbing exactly throbbing is the word I think most people were thinking before you. Yeah, yeah. There. The, the 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 difficulty of this book is is throbbing hard. Yeah. Um, um, but we're going to get there together. Exactly, and I think we shouldn't go on now because I think this conversation is becoming veiny. Yeah, veiny. It's a, it's a bit veiny. It's isn't a veiny. It? Isn't it's a bit it? veiny. Bit. Um, um, so uh, let's say goodbye. Thank you for listening. You know, if we can find microphones small enough, maybe the next one we'll do straight from Sean's butt. Hey, look, we. We're now going to be in a process. I think where we you know, we've we've we know this. Mm. We we've we've got people who live in our butt, and it means a lot to us that we found that out. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Can I see your butthole again? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, but like, just for funsies this time, we'll turn the mics up. Okay, okay, okay. See you next time, guys. See you next. And oh, yeah. Sean and Elliot Read the Bible was brought to you by Bible Corp, uh, who are great. All music by Miss Petrichor, all artwork by Ryan Weekman. And uh, my belt's a bit tight, though, so I will, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Okay. And, uh, yep, see you next time. Have have a great one. Whizbang and the Kid. Whizbang and the Kid, live from inside Jordan's bar. It's a great day here inside Sean's butt today. Yeah, what are you up to here in the Nexus today, the kid? I'm just exploring my way through all of this sweet fibre. It's amazing, isn't it? I love all the fibre. The year is 1995. Uh, Pupak Shakur's about to come into the studio. He's showing us his new album. It's crazy, isn't it? It's good to know that that bullet missed. He's bringing it on a cassette. Oh, what? Have we even got a cassette producer? Don't, don't, don't you think the wizard could help him too? Hi, Poopak. What are you What are you promoting? Your new album. What's it called? <laughs> oh, Poopak. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, your lyrics are well known. You You popularized hip hop in America and across the world. Yeah. Um. You're known for your uh, social commentary, your intelligence, um, your great heart. What did it feel like when you were in um Poop Vegas and you were someone attempted to shoot you? How did you feel? Moving words. Um, once, once the album out, Poopak. Delighted to be here. What are you up to now? <laughs> of course. Sounds great. Sounds great, Poopak. He's now- off to bum flamos. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the club down the road. Bum- oh yes, bum flamos. Bum, bum flamos. It's two for one. Diarrhea cocktails. Yeah. Whiskey in the bag. We've really enjoyed taking you down here through drive time. If you're one of the many people stuck up the A-hole 44, then we'll be with you all night long. All night long. I love this job.